0: to our life and so there's something I've been just really on my heart strong for this time uh in our nation but also in our lives is the necessity of calling out on our God uh, being somebody that's actually calling on the Lord you know it's it's interesting so uh this this has been on my heart I believe God gives me things by the spirit that I'm supposed to share and so what we're going to be talking about today don't just Don't, please don't receive it just as from me. I know Paul talked about that. He said, don't just make it from me, but make it from God. Amen? Because I believe that God is doing that for us. Uh, But there's a necessity. We've been talking about weathering the storm, making it through the storm, standing when the storm is done. So our family lives in Louisiana, Alexandria, Louisiana. They just got hit for the second time. And uh, it's important that you're ready for the storm. Storm's going to come through. You want to be standing when it's done. Amen. And God has given us the way to do that. We don't have to just go through things, but we can be victorious going through them. So this has been something that we've been talking about for a few weeks now. I'm going to continue on that to a a degree here this morning, but I want at the... uh, At the end of our service today, for us to to practice what we're going to be talking about, and it's interesting that as God gave this to me, uh, there was this song I had in mind. It's called, Call Upon the Lord. And we sang it today, and my son picked it out. And then the next song right after that, talks about, I am who you say I am. I'm a child of God. I'm chosen by God. I'm specifically positioned to be effective right now during this time. Amen. And it's interesting how how the Spirit is moving on all of us right now. And you know what? I I prayed yesterday. I spent some time yesterday praying for each one of you. Now I might not have known that you were coming today, but I was praying for you because I believe that as God has prepared something in my heart, that He's preparing your heart also. That God wants to speak something into your heart that's going to be critical for you. Okay. And I'm gonna uh, like I said, we're gonna be talking about uh, calling. Um. And I thought about this this way. We're going to get into two two different sides of this. Um, When you think about calling, normally we don't call upon something, do we? We, uh, That's not a normal thing that we. Now I'm going to call upon something, right? (laughs) But what do you do when 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 you uh, have a have a plumbing explode explosion? What's that? Call a plumber. But hopefully you know somebody that's a good plumber, right? Aren't you thankful for Google and Yelp and Facebook and all these places? Because what what do you do? You go find somebody that has developed a name for that, right? They're not just somebody that says, ah, I think I can do that. (laughs) I remember watching my dad do that, you know, when I was a kid. (laughs) No, you want somebody that's been there before, don't you? So, when you make a call and you have an issue in your life, "Oh man, something's going on, I need help. Who do you call on? Remember that movie a few years ago? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters <laughs> you know you have to have somebody that's equipped to do what you're going to do, and how are you going to know if they're equipped, it's going to be based upon a name that they've developed. So, when we're singing about the name of Jesus this morning, what are we talking about it's not It's not the the sound of Jesus. It's not that sound, it's what that means to you. Amen? Yeah. And you know, I grew up in Eastern Colorado, and so there, there's going to be another side to this. When you start to become a devoted uh, person to a particular name, not only uh, are they on your rolodex, but actually you become known as somebody that chooses them. okay. You're saying, what do you mean? Well, I grew up in eastern Colorado, and uh, it's all agriculture out there. And some of you are going to be able to relate to me right away, I think, on some of this. But uh, trucks, you know, we're kind of in a truck area here too, aren't we? It's uh, uh, a lot of trucks on the road. And it's kind of nice to have, my wife said, well, are you sure you want to keep it? I like a truck, you know? You throw stuff in the back, you know, and everything. But... if you're not aware of this or you haven't grown up in this, there's different kinds of um, identity with trucks. Some people are Chevy truck drivers, some people are Dodge truck drivers. Why? because they've had an experience, or they've heard something about it, or they have some information about it, don't you dare try to get me to drive a Dodge, actually, I drive a Dodge, but you know what I'm saying, you, you know, once you become that, then that's who you are, what are you, well, I'm a Chevy man, you know, what are you? actually, we're going to have Teslas coming up here before too long, right, it's like, what are you, I'm a, wouldn't that be kind of cool to be a Tesla truck driver, uh, But you know what I'm talking about, there's an identity that you actually begin to, and it doesn't happen with everything, but there's certain things that it's gonna become an identity for you, who you're calling, for certain things, okay? So, it, it becomes very critical, a call to the right one who is highly praised for proper effective prior effectiveness, Secure salvation from impending threats. So there's a necessity for there to be a call made to the right person. And this is where I want to go today because I think it's necessary for us to not just have an awareness of God or or think that, that, that there's something that we're doing religiously with God, but we're actually calling upon him. And we need to be actively doing it right now. There's some storms coming. There's some storms coming. We need to know what it means to call on the name of the Lord. Okay? So, let's look at at, uh, 2 Samuel here. 2 Samuel 22, 4. So, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved From my enemies. Now, this is from 2 Samuel. It's actually repeated in the Psalms because this is David talking about he is singing the praises of the one that he's called on. He's saying, I'm a Chevy man, I'm a God man. Amen? And what I wanted to point out here is what does he say? Because I call on him, I will be saved we' that's what we're needing that's what the world is wanting right now that there's a need there's a there's a there's actually there's a fear that's going on in the world right now because of of a pandemic and there's a lot of a lot of people that are living in in consternation about what's going on and and it's a very real thing people are dying but there's become it there, there's there's a, a tendency to be become very uh, moved by that fear also that we become actually a slave to fear if we 're not careful now we need to take we need to be wise we need to do things in, and you know uh, there 's a lot of well i 'll just hit this right off the bat there 's a lot of people that don 't have masks on here today. We have a gentleman that is there 's no there 's no uh, condemnation <laughs> there 's no trying to say you need to do this or you 're not doing it because of this or no 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 i I wear a mask when I need to, you know, or uh, or whatever. But I don't want to be moved by a fear more than I'm moved by something else here this morning. Okay, and you're, we could all be wearing a mask here today and we'd be fine. Okay, but there's there's a there's a a a, a uh, opportunity for us to call upon something that is higher. Than what we're being given. And if you'll just stay with me on this today. I believe there's something that we can draw from this. Okay. And I think it'll be good for us. Because David was going through some major opposition. And it was amazing how an army would be coming against him. And you would think that he would say. He he would be saying. I need to be doing something about the army. And he said no. I need to be doing about something about God. God's the one I'm going to call on. And we're going to see how there's, there's a necessity for us, if we're going to be people of God, for us to be calling upon God in this time, okay? This is going to be good. This is going to be great, okay? Don't get too excited. If you need to, to take a little water break, I understand, you know. <laughs> so... I want to go back into Genesis. And, and Genesis is where this, this calling idea actually comes into place at first. And I was looking at this, and this kind of popped out at me as I was just reading through the Bible. Um, this particular passage, I thought, well, that's kind of, that's really interesting. And so I, I, I dove into it a little bit more, and I think I found some stuff that's going to be helpful for us today. Okay? So this is back in, remember uh, Adam and Eve? They actually walked with God in the garden. They were so safe in the garden there with God, weren't they? They were walking and, and having felt. You, you would think that somebody that actually walked with God, I mean they would be a, a person of God. That they would establish that, that understanding of God and that, and that reverence of God and that walking with God and that living in, in, the, in the safety of God's presence continually. Right? Genesis it, it, right at right at the beginning uh they have two two children right Cain and Abel and right at the beginning there begins to be defined this definition between a leaning upon the things that can be provided by the earth and the things that can only be provided by God so so remember what happened Uh, Cain is the one that he begins to cultivate and bring things up out of the earth. And he actually begins to feel kind of like a god of sorts. I am able to produce something from the ground. And I saw this and I thought, that helps me understand what the difficulty was with the offering that he brought before God. Now Abel... He brought an animal. It wasn't something that he could have produced. It wasn't something that he could have felt like he produced. It just was a, a product of something that he had been given by God. Does this make sense? It's just something that, that has blood flowing through its veins. It's obviously a creature created by God. But somehow, Cain had this, this, this sense of pride or identity with what he was bringing. Oh, look what I'm bringing. It's something that came from the earth that I have been able to produce. And when he presented it, God said, I I, I, I sense that there's a misdirection of honor here. You're bringing me an offering, but it's from a source of pride, something you've presented, something that you've produced. And remember what happened? He got offended. So much so that he became violent. And this is the problem. When there is offense, an identity offense, it always produces violence. It'll always produce harm on the one that is seen as the offender. There's not, there's not a desire to, to reconcile. There's only a desire to, to, to uh, cause harm. All right? So... We get a little bit further down. So uh, Abel is is slain by his brother Cain because he brought an offering that was, in God's perspective, Abel brought an offering that he was just presenting unto God. It's like he received it from God, now he's returning it to God. Okay? So we get a little bit further down, and sometimes when we're reading this, (laughs) Sometimes when we're reading through the scriptures, there can be two verses right next to each other, and a lot of stuff happened in between, right? And and uh, you know when I'm thinking about you know uh, Haley, our daughter, she has two two children, and they're getting ready to have another one, and I'm thinking, well, any day now, come on, we need some news, right? <laughs> Just nine months goes by, and you're expecting something else, right? Well, it's, it's real interesting. I, I think Adam and Eve might have needed a little marriage counseling. If you'll notice, in Genesis 4, 25, Adam made love to his wife again. 130 years later, I'm thinking, they got some issues. Now, he might have made love to her before that, but, but what my point is, Time passed. Now, during this time, if you go back and look at Cain, Cain, it said he had an issue. He said, God, because you, you are, are, are against me now, what happened? He, he had presented that offering. And I just want to hit this one more time. He had presented an offering that was based upon himself, pride, an identity of pride. And what does God do? He resists the proud. Amen? And it requires humility, for us to identify with something that he's gonna receive, okay? So, what happened with that though is, uh, so Cain felt threatened and he said, God's, God, people are gonna kill me for what I've done. I'm gonna be slain for what I've done. And God made a decree, he said, nobody can, can touch Cain. But if you look at the verse right after that, it says, and then Cain departed from the presence of God. So Cain, Cain continued to live. He continued to have, he had his own children, but he was not, everybody that was produced from him became somebody that was identifying with what the world, the earth could produce. If you look in the definition of his children, there was one that was a metal worker. He was known as the guy you go to when you need metal done. His identity was an earthly thing. There was another guy that was actually a musician. He was known for the music he could produce. Everything began to be established based upon what you could do. A name that you would acquire. Something that, that would set you apart from somebody else. And they said that even during this time, this is 130 years going by. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of activity still going on. But, you know, people living on the earth, they didn't have, they didn't have the scriptures like we do. They, they didn't have a, uh, an ear to hear the voice of God like we do. So what did they do? They looked up into the stars and they began to worship stars. They began to worship things on this earth. They began to have a great appreciation for things that could be produced from the earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the only person that was, that was expanding it during this time was the, the line of Cain. And it, it was establishing this, this earthly based name recognition, renown. Okay? Are you following me? <laughs> All right. So, we get to Genesis 4. It's Adam made love to his wife again, 130 years. And she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel, since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son 105 years later. You ought to think they, they, they get the clue. Let's get this done a little quicker, right? And he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Where in the world did that phrase come from? I thought we were talking about Seth and Enosh. Well, it's interesting because Seth comes along and Seth is actually gonna be the line that Jesus comes from. It's not the line of Cain. It's the line of Seth. Why is that? Because Seth is set apart unto God. He he begins to develop another name recognition, and it's it it, it's, it it becomes established actually through Enosh, and the the name Enosh actually means weak and frail. What does that imply? A need for somebody greater. So up up to that point, all the line of Cain was establishing this. This uh, identity that the, the came from the earth, Enosh comes along and he is in need of something greater. And it says, At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Now, I want to look at another translation of this because something is happening during this time. This is not just people calling, you know, and, and sometimes when you look at some of these different translations and they'll, stuff, they'll say that that's when they began to call. On Jehovah in their public worship, it's much more than that. It's much more than that. There's an identity that begins to come from this. So I like this translation. When Seth grew up, he had a son and named him Enish, meaning frail and mortal. See, there was this idea with with the worshipers of the stars and the earth that they began to actually make a man as if he was something to be worshipped. And you know, we have this going on on in our earth today. People are wanting to get in power. They're wanting to be exalted for what they come up with. Right? It was during his lifetime that men first began to call themselves the lord's people isn't that interesting that's that's a little bit different perspective isn't it and that's where i want to for us to to get somehow today that when we're calling on the lord there's a recognition of the mortality of where we are on this earth that what we get from this earth is not immortal what we get from this earth is not going to be enough now if you if you go on you know <laughs> there's a lot of debate about the Nephilim and the and the giants and stuff, but you can go through and actually see that that begins to happen after this and 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 because of the people that began to call themselves the Lord's people, it actually calls them the sons of God and there's a perspective on on the giants that came later that they were actually from this group of people and that they because they called themselves the sons of God, that they begin to get the blessings of God also. They began to dominate. Isn't that interesting? So there's two groups of people, and I I want to make a statement here. There's a division established in the earth between those who place their allegiance, dependence, and identity upon the accomplishments and renown of earthly men versus those who place these things on the name of the Lord. It's very important the name that we're placing our allegiance and our dependence upon. Amen? And of all the things that we could require in our life, every person becomes either in the division of the one who is leaning upon earthly supplied provision or heavenly supplied provision. Okay? Who we are calling upon becomes very necessary. Amen? All right. Calling upon the name of the Lord versus cursing the name of the Lord. Why do we not curse? Isn't it interesting? I don't hear anybody saying, uh, Buddha, Muhammad. Do you ever hear anybody, you know, they, they hit their thumb with a hammer? Oh, Buddha. Oh, Muhammad. You, you just don't, you don't see that too much, do you? What do you hear? It's the curse of the very thing that is the name above every name. So there, there becomes this division. Why are people even able to curse? Because they are calling on another name. Their dependence is upon something else. Okay. Oh, we have such an opportunity in God, don't we? We have such an opportunity. And I want us to do this today. I want us to, let's get ready. Can we get ready even while we're talking about this, just to call on our God to where it affects who we are? I love this, okay. So, only qualification that we have, that we need, is a, a humility requiring call. What does it take to, to get help from God? All it takes is a call. All it, all, all it takes, now <laughs> it's just not a, a and this is the wonderful thing about God. No, where, no matter where you're at, as soon as you humble yourself. What does that mean? There's this, there's this The same thing that Cain had that's something I'm depending upon that is earth-based. What is that? That's going to be pride. It's going to be something that says, I can do without God because I have this. Does this make sense? So what, what does it require? It takes an Enish approach. Whatever I have is completely inept without God. Whatever I have, whatever this world has to produce, that's why I'm saying it, I'm not against anything, any, anything that's put into place to help us to be safe. But it's not my dependence. It's, it's not where I'm gonna put my complete reliance. I mean, I'm not gonna get out on the road and go 120 miles an hour either. You know, there's some things in place. That we need to be wise. We need to not be foolish. But where am I leading? Where is my first call? When I'm going to go into something, who am I calling first? Am I going to lean upon something that is earth-based? That is coming just from what man can come up with? Or is it something that is way above that? That's going to transcend it completely. Now Joel talks about something here and and this is what I you know I'm believing for right now is this very thing that the Holy Spirit is what we need. The Holy Spirit is 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 a power that is far greater than anything that you can come up with on this earth. So Joel talks about this. He says, and afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women. There is no separation. This is what is so wonderful about calling on the name of God. It completely removes any identity inadequacies. And you can take it back to Cain and Abel. What happened with Cain is there began to be identity politics. Who you are, what gender you are, what race you are. And with the those who called on the name of the Lord, it did not matter. We are all the same before him. Amen. How powerful is that? <laughs> so I'm gonna pour my spirit out on. On all flesh, right? Your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, even on my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now, here, here is the thing that I, I wanna, want us to become very cognizant of. It's very necessary for us to be those who are calling upon the name of the Lord. Because, you know, there's a hurricane coming that you can see on the, on the weather channel. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, a, there's a big storm coming, a political storm that you can hear on the news continually. You know? But what the enemy wants to do is to get us sidetracked and worried about this and and trying to to gain a a earthly-based protection for something that will be completely inept when it comes to the day of the Lord. Because there's a day that's much bigger than anything that we're going to experience on this earth, and it's the judgment of God. This is when every knee will bow. Every knee will bow before the Lord. Jesus. Amen? Amen? Now these storms that we're going through right now, it's very important that we become those who are calling on the name of the Lord, not leaning on earthly based things. Why? Because He is the only one that will actually save us in these things too. But what are we doing? We're establishing a pattern that's going to be prepared for us on the day of the Lord. Why is the, Why is the Spirit being poured out on all flesh? For the preparation of the day of the Lord. Amen? (laughs) I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Man, this sounds kind of scary, doesn't it? And it's very important. what did Jesus say? The wise man builds his house where? On the rock. The foolish man and what is the difference? The rock is a heavenly-based. What is, what is the other part? The sand. It's earth-based. It's earth-based. Anything that's based upon an earthly source, it will fail on the day of the Lord. It will all be burned up. It's so important that we be calling on the name of the Lord to where we become a Chevy man or a Dodge man, right? It has to become who we are. You're not gonna get curse the name. No, I've been calling on that name. Amen? Amen? Now, I don't have to get offended if somebody else is, uh, but my heart can go out to them. How can you be cursing the very source of your help? There's a day coming, you know. <laughs> this hit me too. Sometimes we say, well, why isn't, why isn't judgment coming right away? And some, do, you, do you ever wonder that? It's like, God, don't you see what that person's doing? You know, you said that they're gonna be judged for that. But you know what? God is long-suffering. And he says, don't you, don't you be judging me about whether something's gonna happen or not based upon what you see as a timeline he even talked about to Abraham about this. And, he, and when he was talking to Abraham about the land of, of Canaan where he was going into, he said, he began to prophesy that the children of Israel would go into Egypt. And he said, after four generations, and they say that those four generations are 400 years. He said, after 400 years, your people will be, come back here. But then he said, it's because the time of judgment for this particular nation is not complete the gods you know even america today we we deserve judgment a severe judgment the amount of babies that have been killed that are being killed today innocent lives it's reprehensible And we're, we're in the extended, long-suffering of God right now. Right? And there's going to be an end to the, all of this at some point. And it's very important that right now we say, pour your spirit out on me, God. Pour your spirit out on me. Empower me to not just be somebody that's leaning upon something that comes from the earth. It's gonna be burned up. It's gonna melt. Help my feet, my, my house, my preparation for the storm to be established upon a heavenly identity that I'm a son of God. Amen? And then, don't you like this? It says, This day is coming, this storm's coming, but everyone, Man, let's be the everyone. Yeah. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, sometimes when, we, when, when I thought about that, it's like the, the ticket to heaven. Oh, goody, I get to go to heaven. It's so much more than that. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Yeah. <laughs> this is right now stuff. I'll tell you what, there's an opportunity for us. We've been, we've been praising Jesus this morning. Do you know he's a real being here? He has a passion for each one of our hearts. He has a plan for each one of our lives. He wants to have a conversation with us. He is, he is, he is intentional in his relationship with us. It's not a small thing for him. He wants to talk with us. He wants us to talk to him about things that are going on in our life. He says, "I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth." That sounds like we're going to go through something. Amen. <laughs> you know, be, wouldn't it be good if, if God just said, "Here, here's the gospel. You're not going to go through anything." <laughs> Would that be wonderful? It's like, oh, good. I, I think I'll go for that. <laughs> right. Especially, you know, if you could get the one where. Um, you're going to go through, you're not going to have to go through anything, plus you can just do whatever you want to do. Wouldn't that just be hunky-dory? <laughs> but you know what? That's not life. That's not life. And, and, and that's the deception of a society that says you get everything for free and you don't have to do anything for it. Right? That's not God's way, is it? We're birthed into the kingdom of God for a purpose. We're supposed to be accomplishing something. We're supposed to be doing something in the kingdom. Amen? So the salvation that we get, it's not just our ticket to heaven. It's our ticket for purpose. It's our ticket for a reason to live. Isn't that wonderful? That's good. That's good. You know, that's the good news. Yes. <laughs> good. You don't just have to live unto yourself. Oh, but I just want to live unto myself. I just want everything given to me. You know, that's not life. It's what you're doing to produce that is life. Amen? Not what you're receiving. Jesus said it's so much more blessed to give than it is to receive. Isn't that true? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance. As the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Now, I just want to touch on this real quick. This would sound like God isn't calling some people, but you know what? He's calling all of us. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock, I call. I'm calling. This is the thing that God does. He calls, He calls on us. <laughs> How do we become the called? We call back. Amen? Who are the survivors? The ones that don't just say, oh, God's calling me. I heard that. I can get around to it someday while I'm living unto the things that the earth can provide for me. Man, if we could just see it, it, it's mindless, the alternative to God. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, why would you pick that instead? Just like a lot of things going on right now. It's like, why would you pick that, right, you know? Even the survivors whom the Lord calls, this is who I want to be. What does it require? Does it require gender? Does it require race? Does it require intelligence? (laughs) Just enough intelligence to make the right call. You know, (laughs) We we have to make the right call. But what what happens in that call? And this this can't be a call that you're you're wanting to just take everything with you on that call. It's a call of humility. It's a call that says, I'm letting go of everything that the earth can take for me. I'm letting go. The the call doesn't work. (laughs) It's kind of like if you called the, the plumber and he gets there and there's a whole bunch of other guys you know, with hammers and stuff, and they're already doing stuff to, to try to fix it, and you say, uh, oh, you're here, but I've already got all these other people hammering away, you know? <laughs> it's kind of how we can be sometimes with God. Oh, God, you're here, but I've already got all this stuff, other stuff going on that's, it's, <laughs> can you see that? <laughs> no, the, the one who calls, who survives, who makes it actually through the day of the Lord, which is where we need to be concerned about these things. You know the what does a, what is, what is a magic person do? They get you to look over here while something's going on over here, yeah. don't they? You know, the devil, he, he, he wants to have some big stuff going on, and we're missing out on the biggest storm that's coming. It's our eternal salvation. Yeah. Amen? Yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to encourage us today. (laughs) Romans 10, 12 through 13. For there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses who? All who call on on him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't you like it how Paul New Joel. He's quoting the Old Testament here. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord who will, will be saved. Don't you like God's way? I, I just want to hit this again. He is not an identity politician. He says it does not matter where you come from. doesn't matter in, uh, your, your experiences of the past. He says I have a place to take you that is Available to everybody else around you. Don't you like that? Actually, I believe that's the way our our nation was founded to the most part. Upon that principle. It might not have been implemented to its nth degree. But that was the idea. That we're all created equal. Right? But God is the one who, who established this. Are you with me here? Can we just touch a couple more here? Identified by departure from earthly lordship to heavenly calling, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. So we're familiar with this passage. Remember what God says. If my people who are called by my name, how do you call somebody by a, by a name? There's something they're doing. There's something they're acting like. There's somebody they're calling on that sets them apart, you don't get to call on God without somebody noticing it. you develop a name for yourself by who you're calling. This passage is wonderful i have I have this this reference on my front lawn, and I actually had a guy come by the other day doing a, a podcast. you know how people will do a podcast and I don't, I don't know if anybody's watching it, but they think somebody's watching it, so they're you know <laughs> And he came by on the sidewalk, and he noticed my reference on the front lawn. You know, and he gave me a thumbs up kind of thing. We got to talking to him, and you know, it, it's wonderful to understand this that we have to pray. But you know, there's a whole part of this that is—it's it's not just—it's not just anybody praying. It has to be the people of God, people of God, who are. God is their first call, not their last. Yeah. Amen. If my people who are called by my name, what do they do? They humble themselves. Do you remember I referenced this earlier? What is humbling yourself? Letting go of any earthly-based, Cain-based dependence, presentation. Even in our relationship to God, we cannot bring him an offering based upon what we've produced in this life. We just present ourselves. That's why I like this last song that we sang, The Refiner. I just want to be purified in your presence. Sometimes when I first saw that, I said, I don't know if I want to sing that or not. I don't want to go through fire. You know? But when you get in the presence of God, uh, you know, we want God to just be the comforter. We just want him to be the provider. We don't, but he is a consuming fire. If you get close to God, ouch, something's burning. What is that? Stuff you don't need. Amen? (laughs) It's earth-based stuff. All earth-based stuff burns in the presence of God. Amen? So when he's talking about this, I'm thankful for there's a promise in in here. There's a place for us to go in this. Amen? (laughs) If my people... There's an if there. It doesn't just happen. If my people will let go of earth-based things, they will humble themselves and pray. What is that? Just talk to God. Just begin to talk to God like he really is there. Amen? Seek my face. What is that? Enjoy being in his presence more than the presence of your phone. And allow, I'll, I'll tell you what, if, if you get in the presence of God, you know, there, there, wicked ways, why does God hate wickedness and evil? Because of what it does to you. It becomes a bondage to you. It, the wages of sin is death. It kills. Why does God hate that stuff? And you know, I hate it too. But so, it's like Paul said, but my, my natural thing is just to do, you know when it's impossible for me to do that? Something wicked? It's when I'm in his presence. It's like we were talking about last week. He is my salvation. It's when I'm in Him. Amen? So that's what you're doing when you're seeking His face. There's an inevitable turning from wicked. When you're seeking the face of God, how can you be facing wicked things, uh, giving them admission into your life? Right? Right? He said, if these things are taking place, you're humbling yourself, you're seeking my face. You, you, you're deciding that maybe I'm more important to you than something in this life. And then you're turning from your wicked ways. Those are things that keep you from God. Are they, are they keeping you from God because God doesn't like them? No, they're keeping you from God because you are not going to God because of them. Does this make sense? How does wickedness keep you from God? Evil keep you from God? It's not his side. It's your side. You're not going to him. Right? And how do you fix it? Quit doing wicked things? No, go to his face. He takes care of it for you. And he's not judging you for doing it right now. He didn't come to condemn anybody. He came to bring salvation. Amen? Ah, isn't this good? He said, then I will hear from heaven but I thought he heard everything what is God moved by he's moved by faith isn't he yeah. you know, sometimes I think well faith is something you have to really you know you have to contort and you have to really uh, really believe <laughs> you know you know what faith is it's a relationship it's a relationship it's like, it's like, I know things about my wife. I have faith in my wife because I know her. And I spend time. <laughs> the faith that we have in God is not something that we do just based upon information. It's based upon relationship where we're in his face. Amen? Amen? Yeah. <laughs> then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. There's a necessity for that for each one of us here today. In our personal life, but in, in our land. Our land needs us. Our land needs us. Amen? Amen? You know, it's not enough to just say, "Well, there's enough people doing stuff somewhere in the world." It's just, it, I just hope it's going to be okay. It, aren't you glad that God's in control? Well, you know what? He's given control to the to the 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 Lord of this earth. There's going to be an ultimate end. There's going to be judgment. But things that are going on on this earth, we have a way to influence them. The Scripture is given to us. Amen. But we have to decide which side we're on. Are we on the side that is moved by earthly things? Or by the side that is moved by heavenly things? We're calling on the name of the Lord. Are you blessed? Are you encouraged today? I just believe the Holy Spirit is is wanting to, 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 to draw us to be his people. To be the ones who are called by his name. We become called by his name because of who we call upon. Therefore, you know what? Jesus came to make it possible for each one of us to have direct access to the presence of God. Amen? And in that presence is our salvation. He is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he lives to intercede for them. Jesus is here right now. He's moving upon our hearts. I just encourage us, no matter how long you've known the Lord, no matter uh, whether you already know what I've talked about inside and out already this morning, there is no end to how deep you can go in calling on the Lord this morning. Can we do that? And I want to take a few moments, maybe at the end of this song, for us to uh, to uh, Have God hear our voice. Humble ourselves in his presence. And to make a difference in our land. Can we do that?